As creators, there are so many things that we have to learn to be successful in this industry, from managing our content and our audience to our personal life and mental health. In Coached, a sub-series of Social Scoop podcasts by SocialMate, we work one-on-one with a member of our private creator coaching community, The Social Suite, and you get to be a fly on the wall during our call. I'm Kristen Busquette, I've been a full-time creator for over three years and have brought in over $350,000 from sponsored posts and content creation collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is the podcast where we teach you, the entrepreneurial creator, to turn your online influence into a profitable, self-sustaining business. Let's dive right in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coached. My name is Kristen, and as always, I'm so excited that you guys are here. Today, we're here with Alicia DeRozier. She is a Massachusetts-based hairstylist and content creator who is part of Social Suite and has been for a little while now. So we're going to be talking all about burnout today, which I'm sure we're all experiencing at some point in our lives. Um, Alicia, thank you so much for being here. Hi. How are you? (laughs) I'm excited. (laughs) Yay. Um, Yeah, Alicia and I are from like the same part of Western Mass. And I think we met when we were like really young, right? Yeah, we did Barbizon modeling together. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. Um, Yeah. yeah, So we have known each other since the cringiest of times. Um, (laughs) So I'm excited to to be here with you when we are a little bit less cringy. So that's fun. (laughs) It's Um, exciting to see where it's taken us to. (laughs) Honestly, yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, So for anyone who doesn't know you, can you kind of just give us a rundown of who you are and what you do? Okay, so I am a... I'm a hairdresser and I'm beginning in content create being a content creator. Um, and I've been a hairdresser now for nine years. Um, I am really big on color. That is like my complete passion. Somebody is like, Oh, let's do this color. I'm like, yes, let's do it. (laughs) Um, so I'm, I'm really, really big into doing like color corrections. There isn't like a challenge that, I've been like, eh, no, <laughs> I, I absolutely love it. Um, it really, it excites me yeah. to be behind the chair and just really creating art. Like I originally wanted to be an art therapist and mm. then I did hair kind of like as my backup because I knew it was going to take me a lot of schooling to get there. Yeah. Um, and I fan- fell in love with my plan B. I love that. Like it, that was it, this was just supposed to be my plan B to get me to where I needed to to be an art therapist, and then I ended up fully going for being behind yeah. the chair, and I completely love it. And I still get to do art, and I, right. you know, we do become our client therapist. I was going to say you're so. kind of a therapist at the same time, so that really yeah. did kind of work out full circle. Um, yeah, definitely I love did. that. <laughs> So you had mentioned that you're kind of just getting started with like being a content creator. Obviously, you're creating a lot of content as a hairstylist. So why not try and find other ways to, you know, create content and monetize? Um, Now, you had mentioned to me before we started recording that you're feeling burnt out. You have this kind of like overwhelm with things you need to post and things you need to edit and it's just piling up and starting to feel a little overwhelming. So uh, for everyone listening, can you kind of give us, uh, you know, like the explanation of what exactly that's looking like for you? Um, so I have, every time I have a client in my chair, I make sure that, you know, 
I'm in some way, shape or form recording and taking pictures of the process. Yeah. So from beginning to end, the before and the after, um, and I really try to make sure that I'm capturing different clips within what I'm doing, whether it's taking out the foils or, you know, washing the hair or yeah. if I'm using a specific product and all of that, all of those things. Um, I feel like I'm doing that, which it's great to have all this content. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, how do I post this? What do I, what do I post? I don't want everything to look exactly the same and when I'm posting it. And I feel like I am creating like this, like see almost like a sequence or like a series of posting the same type of things. Like this is the beginning, this is the middle, this is the end, or this is the beginning, this is the end. And, um, I'm, I'm just feeling super overwhelmed with how I'm supposed to get the content out there and not feel like it's redundant. And then also have, you know, like I want to, I want to educate clients as well with what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and why it, you know, the process takes however much time and things like that, because that's a big thing. Like a lot of people, they're like, well, why does it take so long to do this? And it's (laughs) like, well, you're trying to get from here to here. It's a process. It's a process. So I want to make sure that that's, you know, seen on my page. And, you know, when you go on there, you're like, okay, I'm going to get, you know, this explanation on why this service is going to do this with me or whatever the case may be. But I'm getting like super overwhelmed. And I don't know if I'm overwhelming myself with constantly taking photos. But then it's like, you know, talking even with fellow hairstylists, they're like, Oh, my goodness, how do you manage to always take pictures? And how do you Mm -hmm. always make videos? And they can't even find the time to do it. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the number one thing that we're doing, even when clients are like, great. We have to take pictures now. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) yes, we need to document. And even, even for myself, I had a, like a full circle moment the other day with a client that I've been doing apparently since 2018. I thought I did her hair two years ago and then did her hair again recently. I didn't even realize that I had did her hair in 2018. So she pulls up that picture and just to be able to see the growth in my work from there to now, I'm like, Wow. And it's great to be able to have that. Like, this is why we're doing befores and afters because we can see within ourselves that growth. But then it's like, I could completely turn this into a post, you know, and and educate on this. But then I'm like, my brain feels so overwhelmed. (laughs) It's like execution. Yeah. Yeah. How am I, how am I doing this now? How am I showing, you know, this transition? Right. So let me ask you a question first, because you had mentioned that like, it sounds like one kind of roadblock is that you have the content, but you just and you could you could edit it to be consistent with the the format of the rest of your videos, right? Like beginning, middle, after, like you were saying, but you don't want it to be like the same format every time. Let me ask you why you feel that way. Like, why do you feel like it can't be always showing like beginning, middle, after? Um, are you just bored with it? I feel like it just gets boring after a while. Like, okay, she's going to show the beginning. Now she's going to show the end here. And I know that some people they're like, Oh my God, that's what it looked like. And this is what it looked Mm -hmm. like. And they absolutely love it. But I don't want it to always feel like it's exactly the same. I want to stay within the same realm of what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. but I don't want it to always look the same. And then it's like, I always see other videos where like, 
you know, they have the words in with what they're doing, like on the actual picture and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, it looks great. And then I do it. And I'm like, I hate that there's, <laughs> I hate that there's words on this. Yeah. And then I take it off and only leave it in the caption. Right. So, um, I, I'm like, I want the people to see the work that's being done and not be distracted by the letters that are on. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's on fair. the page. So, but then I like, I see other people do it and I absolutely love it. It's so, it's just so weird. Cause I'm like, nope, I don't want it on mine, but it looks great. So I should right. try it. And then I do it and I'm like, nope. And I yeah, take it out. It's like the grass is always greener. I, I get that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess there's kind of two things that I think of with hearing this situation. First things first, I know for me personally, like as a client, if I'm looking for a hairstylist, I actually like that consistency because I know that I can like go to a page and I can just look through like a ton of different things that they've done. And I know that I'm going to see the before and after and the before and after. And I think for someone who's like going to a hairstylist to have a before and after, like it is comforting to be able to see like where people came in and and where they ended. So I don't, as a, as a customer, I don't actually think it's like ever redundant. I actually think that a lot of customers or potential customers would probably really like to see a lot of that work where they can see the transformations like that. Um, so and again, I think it's, from an outside perspective, I, I don't think it's like bad that they look all the same, but I get where you're coming from. Of, like, you just are like, no, this looks like this boring. Yeah. And boring. I just want it to be a little <laughs> more creative, I guess. Yeah. I feel like I, I, like, I still want to show before and after, but mm-hmm. I don't want it to feel like it looks all the same. And I get what you're saying about yeah. like consistency and everything. Like, clients like they feel secure when they see the consistency exactly like oh okay so i'm not going to go and say that i wanted one color and leave and i'm blue when i wanted nothing (laughs) like they're gonna see that consistency like oh okay so i can trust that i'm going to go and i'm gonna get what i'm looking for whether it's a process to get there or whatever Mm -hmm. the case like so i i know that that you know is is a good thing and it's maybe more of just me you know, beating myself up and like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, like trying to like, Mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're our worst, you know, (laughs) we're gonna, I, so I'm like, how can I be more creative and things like that? But then I'm like, okay, my, I feel like I have like this block and it's like, I have Mm -hmm. all this content, but how am I, how am I putting it out there? Yeah. So the, the other thing that I think of, have you ever heard of a creator sprint? I have not. Okay. Um, I think this could be something really cool for you to play around with. So um, I learned about this term probably about a year ago now. Um, a friend of mine, his name is Tom Boyd. He is also kind of like a social media strategist of sorts. He introduced me to this term on a podcast episode that we recorded actually a while back. And basically what a creator sprint is, you take maybe 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, whatever it is, you could start with 30 days. And for those 30 days, you just post everything and anything that you can think of, like all these different formats. Maybe before you do this, you sit down and like take a couple days to just do your research, aka like scrolling, scroll through other hairstylists, save formats that you're like, oh, I really like that. That could be cool. Or I'd like to try that. And you have this folder of saved, you know, different video styles um, or carousel styles, whatever it is, like content styles that you might want to try out. And then when those 30 days start, you're not necessarily worried about performance. You're literally just like 
okay, today I'm going to try this video. Tomorrow I'm going to try this one. Um, Thursday I'm going to try this one or whatever it is, you know, and you kind of can use this whole 30 days as just an experiment. Um, and I know it can be scary because like if you post something and you're like, oh, well, people didn't like it and it didn't perform well, I'm never doing that again. You never know. Like you have to sometimes give it that time to like see how it works out and like if people do catch on because sometimes the first one, you know, like it, it does flop, but you might keep doing it and it ends up working really well. So I would I would say what could be kind of like a cool homework assignment for you, if you could find like five to six video formats or again, carousel formats, whatever it is, content formats. And you could say, okay, for the next 30 days, I'm going to do, um, you know, one of these every other week. And so you maybe create, you know, 20 videos throughout the whole month. You don't have to post every day, but you don't look at the likes and the comments and all of that. Like you're not looking at that stuff. You're literally just worried about trying new things. Then at the end of those 30 days, what you can do is you can analyze all of that and first look at, okay, what was sustainable for me to create? You know, like maybe you tried one type of video that took you like two hours to edit and you're like, that was fun and it was beautiful and everything, but like, I can't do that on a daily basis. Um, so Mm -hmm. that's out, you know, and then maybe you find one style that you're like, wow, that actually was really fun for me to create. And it was really easy. It took me like basically no time. Um, maybe you try something like that, um, more often. And then you can also look at performance at the end of those 30 days and say, okay, of all of these content styles that I tried like a couple times each, what, perform the best? Like what got the most comments? What got the most uh, shares? Like what were people the most intrigued with? Or like what were they the most interested in? And you can kind of look at what you liked creating and what was sustainable, but then also what performed well and try and see if there's any uh, like crossover there. Um, And if you end up finding a type of content that, you know, like you know performs well and you know is really easy for you to create, that will probably make creating content a lot more sustainable for you because you know you can always fall back on that easy, well-performing type of video. But I think it just takes experimentation sometimes because it's yeah. it's hard to first of all, go outside of what you usually create. Cause like you were saying, Oh, I, you know, I saw the girl who did the text on it. I tried it. I didn't like it. So I was like, never mind, never doing this again. But like sometimes getting out of your comfort zone and doing those things where you're like, okay, this feels weird. I don't love it. It might be distracting, but you never know. Maybe it would have been like your, your best performing post, you know? Right. Um, right. so, so kind of getting out of your comfort zone like that, I think can be helpful. Um, that's typically, you know, where people see the most growth is like when they do something that they were just like, I don't know if this is going to work or not. I kind of probably look stupid creating this, but who cares? Let's see what happens, you know? And then if it's good, it's good. If not, whatever you learned from it and try something different. Um, so that's, that's something to think about as a creator sprint. Do you feel like that's something that you could try? I could definitely try that out. Um, yeah. And it's actually interesting that you say it that way. Cause I think, I think about like, so I have a video that I had made of my suite and like me working. Yeah. I had somebody come in and they recorded me. Right. And so it's like that video itself, like it had so many views. It had like 4,000 views on it, but yeah. it didn't have that many likes. Now okay. I have another video that I made as a reel very similar content. Like it's the same girl's hair getting done and everything. Yeah. That one only had like 2000 views, but it had more 
likes and engagement yeah. in that video. And I'm yeah. like, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, what's the difference you know, between the two? Why even, did that happen? Even with reels that I've like spent my time sitting there trying to like make the music yeah. match the video perfectly <laughs> and do all of those things. There's like no activity on it. And then one that like I just a couple weeks ago, I literally did one while I was waiting for a client to show up. I threw a before and an after on CapCut and it was mm -hmm. like, um, it was already like a pre-made yeah. like, like template. template that they had literally put it together. And that one is like, yeah. everybody's liking it. Everybody. I'm like, so yeah. why do I keep putting so much thought <laughs> into the ones yes. that I don't put all this thought into have all the attention. And then the ones yep. that I sit there and I'm like editing this and that and trying to, nope, take this one out, put this yeah. in. I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> that's always how it happens. So like, that's not yes. uncommon. It's, and I think what happens there is like, sometimes we as creative people as artistic people were very specific about the way we like things. And I, I mean, I get that hundred percent, but it's funny because the second you step outside of that and try something where you're like, let me just throw it together. Like, this is fine. Like, let's post it and see, like, it's always those things that do well. So I think it's worth, you know, even just using that as proof right there, like it's worth trying a bunch of random stuff, like whatever, if it goes well, it goes well. If not, yeah. like, again, it's, it's learning at the end of the day, worst case scenario. Um, but it's, it's interesting to see what happens when you, when you don't, put all the work into doing things exactly how you usually do them. Yeah. And yeah, I've gotten I more that. engagement too. I've even gotten more engagement with, um, like a while ago you had put up a video about how to put the image, like the text oh, behind, behind the, you. Yeah. 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 So I did that, like trying to create like a picture, like my picture yeah. with like my logo and everything. And so I do all of that and everybody loved that and I'm like I made this myself it wasn't professionally yeah. done like I did and everybody is like oh my god they thought that I just opened my business and I'm like <laughs> no I've been I was already doing it and I was already posting all this other stuff but it right. had no it had like no attention to it like everybody knew that I was moving into my own suite and things like that but right. like it didn't get the attention it didn't land on people's feelings yeah, until I took the time <laughs> to make that. And then it's like, Oh, my God, this looks like such a professional picture. And I like, feel so bad because I like cropped my kids out of the picture. So that I <laughs> you do what you gotta <laughs> do. I felt like I looked so professional in the picture. So I'm like, well, I gotta remove my kids Sorry. from this because I wanted that picture. But it's like, it's so funny because, yeah, you know, it's like I'm sitting and I was like, I don't I kept going back and forth. I'm like, do I want to do this? Do I not want to do this? And then I was like trying to figure out, I kept going back to your videos and going back on Canva. I'm like, okay, yeah. how, am I, how am I doing this? And it did like amazing. That's good. So I'm like, okay, so I can do these things. I mm -hmm. just have to like really figure it out. Right. And, and yeah. something that might be helpful too, uh, two things that I think could be helpful. Um, first things first, I know that like, finding you have all these videos and then finding the time to like okay sit down and edit and get it ready is also a roadblock um what if you were to build in like an extra 15 20 minutes at the end of your appointment you know like build it into that person's time or whatever before your next client so that you can sit down and like even just like putting the clips together maybe you add a voiceover or you add text or whatever after but i think sometimes just like editing the clips and having that ready 
could be, you know, like very helpful for you. And I mean, yes, it sucks to take 15, 20 minutes out of your day when you could be starting another client, but also that's part of your business, you know, is your, is. is your marketing, you know, like that's almost like adding 15 minutes of like office time or whatever exactly. onto an appointment. Yeah. It's going to help you grow your business. So it's not like you're taking it off to like, you know, go scroll TikTok aimlessly. Like you're, you're actually doing something that's going to grow your business. So I think that might be cool. Um, the other thing I can think of that I've actually been utilizing a lot on um, my page where I post about like all of the shelter dogs and stuff and uh, our page where we do like all of the Charlotte meetups. I have been using uh, Reels templates. Have you used them before? I have not. They are amazing. Amazing. Like okay. it, I can't even explain to you how much time it saves. And for me on those other pages, because I don't make money for that from them because they're not my main priority. I don't want to put a lot of time into creating videos for them because I'd rather put that time where I'm actually making money. But right. I have been able to post so much more often on there because you find a, a video that you like and you'll see that it will say like use template. You can click on that and it has all of the clips on the bottom, like 0.2 seconds, one second, three seconds. And all you have to do is go in your camera roll and click which video you want for each clip. And it literally, you hit next and it sets it all up, adds the music, everything. Like you literally just have to click on the clips. It makes things so much easier. I'll definitely have to try that. Yeah. I have a lot of, I have a lot of stuff that I need to put together right now. Yeah. Um, especially some bigger services that I actually tried to like record majority of the service. Yeah. I'm like, and I feel like that's where I get, that's where I'm like the biggest, like, or like at my most worries is like, mm -hmm. okay, so I literally recorded this entire <laughs> yeah. session with this client and it's like, okay, so now how do I put it together? <laughs> right. Yeah. So that, that was especially when there's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Reels templates. I mean, it's really like been such a game changer for me. I love them. And what you could do too, is if you go on to hairstylists that you follow, you know, see if they have any Reels templates that they've been using, because a lot of the times there might be sounds that are specific to hair. Like I know on the page that I do all the dog stuff, I get like sounds that are specifically like dog focused. And so I can play off of those trends without having to do basically any work, you know? So it might be yeah. cool to like look into specific hairstyle, hairstylist, uh, like reels templates that you can use. And then you'll able to also get in on the trends, which obviously is going to be very helpful for growth um, and for just reach in general. So I would really look into those. I love them. I'll definitely do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, I think just you being able to find the time to like sit down and, and execute it. Cause I think that's probably a big part of like the problem of where you're feeling the roadblock is like you work all day and then you get home and you're like, I don't want to edit videos right now. Like, Yeah. And then it's like mom life and it's like, right. this one's got soccer. This one's got gymnastics, <laughs> got lacrosse, like where, <laughs> right. you know, and then my, and then Jax is like right there. It's like, maybe I love you. I, I love you, but like, mom's going to explode. Like, <laughs> so, right. you know, and, and it's hard because I feel like, like my kids sometimes are like, mom, we're trying to do this or we're trying to talk to you about this. And I'm like, yeah, I'm physically working. Like I'm not, they think I'm on my phone and I'm like, guys, yeah. I'm like I'm really working. And right. my daughter, like my kids are very, they love to see what I'm doing. So like they'll yeah. see me creating a video and they're like, 
that's what their hair looked like before and that's what you did and and they love it so it makes me feel really good yeah um I just feel bad because there's times where I'm I'm like I'm on my phone but I'm actually working like it's not I feel like majority of the time my phone is used for work it's not used yeah you're like you're not playing games you're not playing candy crush no no like and my phone is really for work yeah yeah so maybe building that time in during the day will be helpful like kind of a keep work at work thing so that when you get home you do have that time where you don't have to like be sitting on your phone the whole time also when you said that all I could think was oh my gosh you should make their voices into like a sound where it's like oh my god that's the before and the after that would be really cute I could see that being cool <laughs> yeah that would I should do that <laughs> you definitely should um sweet all right well I hope this was really helpful I mean I definitely know that it's something that a lot of people struggle with like burnout is not uncommon and this overwhelm of just like I have to create so much content I've got the content don't know what to do with it what do I do what's gonna work what's not gonna work I'm tired like all of the things I feel like I feel this like once a week um so you're definitely not alone there but I hope that these these tips can kind of get your your wheels turning and and trying some new things that might be helpful for you definitely yay all right guys well thank you so much for listening and we will see you guys next week 